Hey there, horror movie tea sippers. The following podcast episode will contain spoilers for the movie we are about to review. If you have not seen the movie and do not wish to have anything ruined prematurely, please do not continue to watch or listen until you have seen the movie. And welcome to the Horror Movie Tea Podcast. Today, we are covering Anna and the Apocalypse. But before we go into the review, let's grab our cups and talk about tea. So, we have we have a guest. We have Santa Jaws or Bruce the Christmas Shark. <laughs> because it's Christmas! Anyways. Or holidays. Just holidays in general. Because Christmas sometimes is overrated. <laughs> but anyway. Sorry, I, I already forgot what tea I had gotten. Oh. I'm just over here checking the little... So I am drinking a Republic of Tea tea, and I am drinking their pumpkin spice tea, and it has uh, black tea, ginger, cinnamon, natural ginger, and pumpkin flavors, sweet blackberry, leaves, nutmeg, cloves, and allspice. Oh? You were a lot more prepared than I was. <laughs> I don't know what's in it. Um, I've got bigger <laughs> I love lemon tea with vitamin C. So I assume it has lemon (laughs) and vitamin C. Girl, you crack me up sometimes. (laughs) I do know it's an herbal tea. So it doesn't have black tea or green tea and probably no Ruibos. But um, it sounded kind of zesty and like a caffeine-free way to get up and go in the morning. <laughs> yeah, it sounds testy. So, yeah. And for our tea sippers out there, brew yourself a cup of tea, sit back, relax, and we hope you enjoy the review. So for the summary, so it's Christmas, and <laughs> this, uh, this girl, Anna, uh, goes to a high school, and she's at that stage where she's kind of trying to figure out what she wants with life. And uh, so it's like she's in the middle of like this teenage crisis that I'm sure almost all of us have gone through. And she wakes up and finds that it's the apocalypse. And so yes, she... like all of us have gone through. <laughs> yes, like all of us have gone through. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> we're back in 2020 <laughs> and uh i mean it still kind of feels like the apocalypse but <laughs> but anyways um so she bands up with her friends and they're you know trying to figure out stuff and they end up going to the high school and then moving on from there and that's that's the summary that's what you get if you're disappointed i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> that's all i got <laughs> it's a musical that has zombies <laughs> <laughs> that's all you need <laughs> that, that's it <laughs> uh but so fun fact uh well i guess kind of a fun fact this is actually based off of a short horror film called zombie musical uh, that was released in 2011 and so it was 
Ryan McHenry that originally directed and wrote the original short film, and he is the writer of this film, but someone else directed this one. Um, so kind of a cool callback. I forgot to tell you guys, based off the, of the Twitter poll, which I realized just now that I forgot to also post on Facebook and Instagram. Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> uh, I will be posting a, a description or I will be posting a description and link of the teas that we drank as well as how you can watch the movie and then I will also in addition to that post a link to the original short film if you're interested in that so for entertainment it's really early guys yeah I haven't but uh, yeah anyways it's been a morning I would give this movie a 7.5 Briefly, because, like, it's a very fun film, and in a lot of ways, it's relatable. I mean, I'm leaning more towards the teenage stuff than the apocalypse part. <laughs> but it's not really, it wouldn't, it's not really my go-to uh, movie. Uh, I've watched it one other time before, and it's like, it's just... To me, it's one of those movies where if you don't really want your typical Christmas film and you want something fun to watch, this is definitely a go-to movie. It's like, for me, the songs were were catchy, but they're not super memorable. Like, they're not songs that I will really get stuck in my head. Um, the The sad moments were done really well. And tore at the heartstrings <laughs> quite a bit. Um, I mean, and it's kind of like spe specific people, but it's like they weren't afraid to kill off characters that um, are either important to the main character or that you've grown to like. But kind of moving on to the biggest qualms of the film that I had was first, kind of. Being the main character in a musical is like a huge deal. And that's why it's like, if you end up getting that part, it's like a huge accomplishment because you have the strongest voice of the entire cast. And secondarily, the or the, the next going down in order on like the next strongest singers, it tends to be the villain and then the supporting cast based off of how close they are to the character. Um, in, this, <laughs> in this movie, neither the main character or the quote-unquote villain were that strong of singers. It, it's not that, well, villain aside, the main character was actually a pretty decent singer, but whenever it goes to one of her friends singing instead you can it really makes her stick out on how much weaker of a voice she has and i and kind of fades into the background yeah and i don't i maybe she like did a freaking awesome audition and she blew it out of the water but then whenever it came to production like she was going through some stuff and it just she uh, wasn't coming out strong. I, I don't know. 
but um, I, I I have reason to believe that it was that they that their choices of uh, actors was not based off of their singing ability because the villain <clears throat> they it, it it's a very similar issue where I don't know if they told him to talk nasally like he did, or if that, I don't think that's his natural voice. It didn't sound like a natural voice to me, but it's like whenever the villain is talking just in general, it's already very annoying, but it fits the character. But then they give him like a full musical number. And it's like the, the song uh, in the first place, isn't that great or strong of a villain song? Like, a villain needs a very catchy, strong, like, this is my moment song. Because typically villains don't really get to sing a lot. So it's like they really need that moment to, you know. Not outside of Disney, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the villain. So it's like, not only did he not have that great of a song, but he because he is singing nasally, it really was kind of not very pleasant. And I was like talking to Jess before we started recording. It's like, I, I think it would have been a lot better. Either they pick a different person or, I mean, or I, it's hard to say whether or not the guy's a bad singer, because if he is directed to talk in that voice, it is very difficult to sing using a voice that isn't naturally yours. Um, so it's like, either have him talk in a normal voice or pick someone that's a lot stronger of a singer um, to be able to uh, carry through that song. Or what I think would be the best solution is to keep him as is but pick a song that's more like singing, talking, not like actually full-blown singing. But yeah, it's like, for me, it was a fun movie. It definitely pulled at my heartstrings at some scenes, and it's worth watching, and I will definitely be watching it again. But it's not a, a holiday classic for me. I'll probably watch it like once every couple of years when I'm getting sick of the classics, I need to break away from the you know, the cookie cutter uh, movies. Uh, but it's like they, they made some odd choices that I, I feel like were definitely detrimental to the film. Yeah. So I give it a 5.5. Hey, you're the, you're the one that's been like telling me about the movie. and <laughs> You told me about it and you had me watch it. What? I don't remember this. Yes. I don't remember this. Yes. Oh, well. I had no knowledge of this whatsoever. And then you're like, we should watch this. This was a couple of years ago. That sounds like something I'd do. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and we watched it. And I was sitting there like WTF the entire time. So um, it's it's an okay movie. It's It's kind of odd. That it's a musical with zombies, um, which is kind of cool for something different now and then. But at the same time, it's just there's so many cliches throughout the entire goddamn movie <laughs> that it just 
it's a little off-putting because first off, it starts with the typical high school crap. And we have a thousand other movies that do this exact thing, even in the horror genre. So we really don't need to beat a dead horse. We don't. We all lived it. We don't need a reminder. (laughs) We don't need to go back to it over and over and over. We get it. (laughs) High school sucks. It's not fun. We got it. But there are so many other cliches of, oh, maybe it won't be so bad in other place. Like, name of other place here. Or the adults will know what to do. Newsflash. We adults generally don't know what the fuck we're doing. No, we we're don't. we're essentially kids we're in older bodies. Yeah, yes. like, we don't... Everybody's winging it. Yeah. <laughs> so, but then there's the, the other zombie cliche of the person that gets bit. They did a stupid thing, they got bit. Then they end up immediately after doing a brave life-saving thing. Or there's the the jerk character that gets a slight redemption arc. Like it's the entire thing is just full of cliches that they all hope seems lost. And then all of a sudden their friend comes in with a car. Like it's, it's just slightly off putting because it's, it's a little predictable because of how many cliches there are. There's no actual um, surprise factor. Apart from, oh god, there's a zombie there suddenly. Which you kind of half expect anyway with zombies, to be perfectly honest. So, I did, however, like the little, uh, almost Easter egg. I don't know if they intended it to be such. But when they go to the website for news and they're watching the, um, the coverage of what's going on and the updates on the side of the screen. They have these little bits like China has closed its borders. Such and such place has declared martial law. And it looks almost exactly like the notifications you get on plague. (laughs) When someone plays that game of where you're the virus and you're trying to spread to everyone in the world and kill everyone. So (laughs) I was laughing pretty good at that. And I thought that was a nice little tidbit to put in there. It was kind of funny. And at a late stage in that scenario, yes, that would probably be what happens. But it was just kind of odd. Yeah. I I was definitely disappointed in the bad guy song, just like Alyssa was. Um, in a lot of movies that have musical numbers for their villains, that actually tends to be usually my favorite song in the movie just because of the fun that they can have with it the different emotions they can put in it the darkness they can add to it it's always very intriguing to me and very compelling this one i was waiting for it to be over (laughs) like his voice is already obnoxious enough please don't make us listen to it in this capacity yeah (laughs) it's just not okay (laughs) And I also didn't understand why the attempted jump scare at the end. It just, it made no sense where it was at. So it was just kind of a, 
it's an all right movie and it's it's good for just a change of pace now and then kind of like Alyssa was saying before when you're kind of bored or over the the typical holiday movies the classics that you see every year it's a nice change of pace now and then just as a palate cleanser but it definitely wouldn't be a every year kind of movie for me for sure yeah and actually okay so the reason why i had rated it a 7.5 is because i was comparing it to movies i had rated lower but now i i freaking had the epiphany that like the 7.5 like okay to me an 8 is like a movie that's almost perfect, but a movie is never perfect, so that's why I rated it an 8. And then a 7.5 is like a movie with issues, but one that I'll still watch over and over again. So I'm going to go ahead and bump it down to a 7, because I realized that the way that I rated this movie and my logic behind it was flawed, so I'm going to go down to a 7, because this wouldn't be a go-to movie. But yeah. But yeah, it's it's a <laughs> when a, that moment when I get to talk her down on a score, just the well, like it was funny because while you're talking, I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, did uh, uh, why did I rate it so high? And then I was dissecting. I'm like, "Yeah, why did I rate it so high?" But to be fair, I did rate it in kind of a short notice, so it was my bad for not going through all of the the logic leaps that I normally do. But yeah, it's like it's not an absolute terrible movie, but it's, it's forgettable. Yeah. It's definitely a background kind of movie. Yeah, and and, and ooh, can't talk today. You talking about the different uh clichés, I th- at least from what I interpreted, I feel like that was the intention of the movie. It's like, we want a typical zombie film, but with singing. Yeah, I still count off for it because, again, we get that everywhere. Do something different. They made it a musical. That was their something different. Okay, but do something else different because otherwise apart from the music you have every zombie movie ever yeah now i would imagine i i think we'll move on to the realism shortly i just want to cover this because it's kind of of a interesting conversation i truly believe that if the singing just as for the whole movie together was a lot stronger. It's like, yes, bits and pieces are strong singing, but overall it's just kind of, eh. Um, so if overall the movie had like 90% super strong singing and the songs were a lot more memorable and catchy, I think it could still get away with the cliches. But because the musical part is still kind of... Like it's not ter- it's not bad, but it's not great. I I feel like it it's easy for the cliches and stuff to distract from the okay. purpose. So if the music was better and the singing was better, it has to have both. Yeah. Then it would up the score a little bit, but the cliches would still bother me. Just as they do in pretty much every movie. That That's fair. Them. 
Because yeah. there's a reason they're cliches. Like it's been done to death. And then they try to bring it back and they can't stop it. <laughs> yeah, I think some people almost find a joy in finding the cliches in movies, but I know. Yeah, it's like, I know, for me, it depends on the movie. This is one of the movies where I am more accepting of the cliches, but the, but like I said, just in general, it's kind of a more forgettable movie. But anyways, um, we can move on to realism. Huh? I'd, I'd like to note before we do that this has some kind of like, herb in it or something that makes it almost floral with the lemon and oh. it's really good <laughs> it's got that lemon zest for sure but it's got almost a a spice to it so it's it's really good nice good to know just wanted to throw that in there <laughs> i know the well since we're on a tea break um talking about the pumpkin spice yeah that not- sounds good I need, hold on, hold please. I need to re-taste this so I can get the full, like, flavor profile. Here we go. <laughs> it's not bad. It, it's good. But it's not exactly what I was expecting it to taste like. Like, I can definitely taste the uh, the nutmeg and the cinnamon and the black tea, naturally. but And there's not any bitterness from the black tea, which is refreshing. But I'm not really getting a whole bunch of pumpkin, which is surprising because pumpkin was like listed. Yeah, usually that's like a full punch in the mouth kind of flavor. Uh, I, I thought that pumpkin was uh, listed multiple times, but no, it's just listed once. So it's like I can taste, I can't taste the ginger that mentioned. And I have no idea what sweet. A, yeah, ginger's usually a more subtle note, especially when used with pumpkin. Yeah. Uh, I have no idea what sweet blackberry leaves taste like, so I can't comment on whether or not. It's, it's more for, like, sweetness. Adding, oh, okay. uh, like, a almost sugary kind of flavor. It's oh, okay. Just a, it's a tempering of the, the spices, basically. Okay. Yeah, because it, it doesn't taste like bitter or so like I don't feel like I need to add sugar to it like it's a very pleasant um so they had a good balance there then yeah so it's like expect pumpkin spice but just the spice because I I barely taste the the pumpkin if at all but like it's good like you'll have to try it whenever you come over yeah, but but um, just, when I when I have pumpkin spice things, I do expect some pumpkin flavor. Like that's half the point. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure in tea because it says pumpkin flavoring. I don't know what that means, so I don't know I'll if it's even syrup or something. Yeah, so I don't even know if it's possible to like actually get pumpkin flavor in tea. But I feel like they had a pretty good attempt. But anyways. So for realism, um, I would give the, so I'm kind of uh, winging it because this movie, I just like, it's a musical. I can't think of anything for realism. We do definitely have to set aside the fact that it's a musical. Yeah. Like, oh, but so 
thinking about like the special effects and the zombies and things like that, I would personally give it a 4.5. It's like out of all of the movies we watched, it, it really wasn't the most unrealistic or anything. Like it, it's kind of in the middle, but zombies for me, it's like, yes, zombies is in the realm of possibility, but it's not an absolute possibility. Like there's so many, like, for there to be a zombie apocalypse in in the real life, things would have to line up pretty dang perfectly for that to be able to happen. So Sorry. in the real life. <laughs> in real life. <laughs> this is all just a simulation. <laughs> Uh, Just make yourself sound like a robot. (laughs) In the real life. (laughs) Yeah, well. (laughs) Uh, That's that's why I can't wing things, because it's very hard for me to create a coherent sentence. Like, even now as I'm talking, I really have to be like... (laughs) Yeah, so I'm not, like, fucking up my words. (laughs) And that's why all of our original podcast episodes are such shit. (laughs) I can't coherently speak without thinking about it beforehand. Pretty cringeworthy, to be fair. They are. Like, if you guys haven't heard, like, our first, especially, like, our first five episodes, like... They, like first of all rest in peace headphone users because we had we did basically no, no sound balancing and then also we we didn't know what to call ourselves and we didn't know what to call our listeners so we just kind of like wing it wing, wing it <laughs> winged. winged okay I'm like oh no that sounds winged. really wrong <laughs> And Jesus, let's continue on the realism scale and get out of this. And we actually have structured episodes now. But anyways, moving on. <laughs> okay, so 4.5. <laughs> this is going to be great. I hope you guys are enjoying this. I am. <laughs> Jess, are you okay? You're like dying in the corner. <laughs> this is fine. Just continue. Okay, I will. <laughs> Still take over the rest. It's fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Whoo! God, breathe. Um. So, like the the effects on the zombies were actually pretty decent, I thought, and the like the the injuries and stuff like that they looked pretty de- decent. Really, my biggest complaint was whenever the zombie in the uh snowman outfit got decapitated. That is like they always make it so smooth. I'm like, do you you realize there's like tendons, there's nerves, there's spine. It's like it wasn't a clean cut, but it was pretty dang clean with how much is gonna come off. But anyways, um, I can't. I hate head stuff, so I'm gonna move on. Uh, <laughs> I stuff head stuff. Just no. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, 
moving on. <laughs> <laughs> but the, I, the really the most compelling and uh, realistic part of the movie are the relationships with the characters. So like for for her, like initially they make the the bully, well, the the ex-boyfriend kind of like your traditional like douche. dickhead. Yeah, douche. And but which I but later on they end up adding a little bit more a little bit more level or uh substance substance thank you uh to him which uh made him a little bit more compelling of a character but it wasn't quite there just mm, they they could have done better with him but with Anna and then uh the relationship with her father and stuff like that it's like they they all could have fleshed it out a bit further, and since it's a musical, they really should have used the songs to help flesh out those characters. Because if you don't, if you're not super familiar with the format of musicals, since we are a horror podcast and not a musical podcast, the <clears throat> essential progress that a musical is supposed to have is they talk until they're so emotional that they have to sing and uh and then they sing until they just like can't and they have to dance and it goes that cycle over and over they talk they sing they dance they talk they sing they dance and it's based off of exactly and uh (laughs) so there's this a cyclical cycle to the musical that builds as it gets to the climax um and with this movie it kind of struggles a little bit with that but it's like i really didn't want to bash it too much for that because uh I, I felt like it wasn't completely out of place the way that they had it. But anyways, because I feel like they're, they they obviously were focusing more on the zombie part and the musical part to where it's like there was some fleshed out characters, but they could have fleshed it out a little bit further. Um, but what they did flesh out to me did seem fairly compelling to a degree um, and added to the realism. Um, and of course, like, zombie apocalypse technically is kind of possible. So that's why I rated it a 4.5. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? It's going to be like a 2, isn't it? Are, are you guys ready? Are oh, you ready no. for me to talk her score down again? Oh, no. Here we go. I do give it a 2. <laughs> I, I guess right. <laughs> the gore and effects are surprisingly decent in this show. It really is. But that's more production value. That that's saying a lot more about production value and their budget <laughs> and the special effects team, which kudos to them, than it actually says about the realism <laughs> in this movie in particular. Not necessarily in other movies, but this movie in particular. A lot of their zombies seemed far more decayed than they should have been for it to have happened overnight. Also, it happened overnight. Literally overnight. I'm sorry, that doesn't really happen unless you're playing Plague. (laughs) So, definitely counted off for that. Also, 
setting aside the zombie bit for a moment, if we could talk about the severely sexualized school play that they had, like super sexualized school musical play, and all the parents seem fine with it. Everyone in the audience was like, yay, they did a great job. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> no. There would be a huge uproar. No. <laughs> also, if a teacher was in on that, then they'd be like, they would have stopped it well before then. They're like, I, I'm going to lose my job. This is not okay. Well, he wasn't in on it. He got mad at her for doing that song. Yeah, but it's just, it shouldn't have happened, and he should have actually been, like, more... Oh, actually stopped it. Stopping it. Yeah. Because, no. (laughs) But again, even without that bit, the audience loved it, and they were cheering and all, and they thought it was great, and nobody was sitting there like, what the hell are we watching? What are they doing? Stop them now. (laughs) That's not how most parents do. (laughs) You'll have the odd one here and there, but that's not how most parents do. Let's be honest. So very unrealistic there, in my opinion. (laughs) It is slightly realistic, Um, a scene or two later where the teenagers are dancing and singing to their headphones and not paying attention to anything around them. I've been in that situation myself where I'm just kind of like in the music, walking down the street, not paying attention to anything around me. So that was somewhat accurate there. Um, I feel like you still would have heard a little bit of the screams of agony and things as you're walking down the street. Or, you know, cars wrecking and things like that. But maybe they just don't have eardrums anymore from the level of volume that they have their headphones at. So, possible trade-off there? Or they just really, really suck at situational awareness. Um, I don't understand why one of their first thoughts is, let's go to the bowling alley in a zombie apocalypse. That was a little odd to me. Also, the walls of the bowling alley, especially in the bathroom, are paper thin, have no support whatsoever. There's nothing there. It was cardboard. They punched through the wall. Like, they poked through the wall. There was nothing there. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's that's not a structurally sound building. It should have been condemned long ago. <laughs> That's not how any of that works. If it is like that, then they have a serious mold problem. But <laughs> like it's severely deteriorated. That's not okay. I also don't understand how the military was completely useless. Like not a single one. They flew in overnight and they were all dead by morning. Every one of them. No. <laughs> no. They they would likely suffer heavy losses, but they would find a point where they would pull out and Diggity. fall back to a far more defensible position. I wasn't going to take it to that point, Alyssa, but thanks. <laughs> um, they would have definitely fallen back to a more defensible position. And at some point, the bombs were somewhat accurate. 
they would at some point raise the place to the ground. Just kill it with fire mentality. (laughs) But it would definitely be far more thorough and far more widespread. Not just little ones here and there in random positions or seemingly random positions. Like it didn't show that they were trying to bomb like heavily zombie populated areas or zones or anything like that. It didn't show different tactics of them trying to lure them in with sounds or bait or anything and then bombing. It didn't show any of that. So it was just kind of odd and random. It it didn't seem to have much of a purpose apart from effects for their song, their next song. So, but the military is completely useless, but these four teenagers can survive just fine in a bowling alley with paper thin walls. And this is fine because that makes sense. I also am forced to wonder throughout this entire movie if anyone ever closes their goddamn mouth when they kill a zombie. There's a ton of splatter. There's blood splatter everywhere. You don't know how this virus gets passed on. What if the blood and goo gets in your mouth? Ew. Because again, they're far more deteriorated than they should be. They're far more decayed than they should be. They're very, very squishy. They're juicy. (laughs) 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 And when they're killing them, there's a lot of blood splatter. But none of them thinks, oh, maybe I should close my freaking mouth when killing them. They just, like, have it completely hanging open and, like, screaming at them. Which I I get the a little bit of the scream because it's an intense situation and all. But at the same time, ew. (laughs) You don't want it to get in your mouth. That could possibly be another way of transmission. Stop it. So, but it's like almost every single one, almost every single zombie kill, (laughs) open mouth. I don't get it. (laughs) And when she does face the quote unquote villain and he and the dad get into a scuffle and it's not like they're turning a lot or anything like the bad guy has his back to her, like 98% of the time. And she's been fighting off zombies the entire day with her friends and alone. And yet not once did she think to whack the bad guy that's attacking her dad when she has a weapon in her hand. And again, they're not like constantly turning or grappling on the ground or rolling around or anything. Like there's not really a high chance of her hitting her dad on accident. He's right there. (laughs) His head's available, his entire back. I mean, even if you go for the back of the knees, like there's all this area (laughs) open to her. That she can whack, if nothing else, just to distract him a little bit and cause an opening for her dad to do something. 
But she just stands there and watches the entire time as they get closer and closer to where the zombies are so that her dad can get bit, negating the entire purpose of why she went there in the first place. I know movies got a movie. I know. But if you can movie with a purpose and make it realistic, then it would make the scene all that much more heartbreaking. Yeah. Because at that point, she would have at least done everything she possibly could to help her dad. Yeah, it's like you... Still end up that way, that would be way more heartbreaking to me. Yeah, it's like whenever you force something to happen, it makes it a lot less genuine than if you make a scene so tight knit that feels like, or make the the whole movie flow in like what feels like a realistic direction. So yeah, I I definitely. Mm-hmm. It's like the dad scene definitely got to me, but it it was also frustrating. Yeah, because I remember watching the movie too and being like, "Oh my god!" Like she's not, she's just standing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It it made zero sense to me whatsoever. So like, I get my dad is is a very strong guy, both in personality and physically. Especially now that he's retired, he just, that's what he does all day is he works out. He does, no joke, like for a few hours every day, he's working out. Gosh. My dad is now Iron Man and (laughs) he has become the Terminator. And um, so he's, he's strong. So I get, you know, being a daughter of a strong guy, someone you really look up to. Um, in certain situations, you kind of fall into that that category of my dad is protecting me, so I need to stay out of the way. I get it. But at the same time, if you can do something to help, especially with some main character who you've been trying to establish this whole time of always knowing what to do, always knowing what she wants, always going for what she wants, regardless of anything else, like very strong-willed, capable woman that she's growing into. She's not just going to stand off to the side and let her dad handle everything himself. It's not going to happen, regardless of how strong her dad is or how much she wants to be protected by him, even just a little bit. No. No. (laughs) well and what's crazy is like whenever he was uh turning he even told her it's like oh you always know what to do or or whatever so it's just yeah i it's like the irony (laughs) yeah Yeah. she goes i don't know what to do well i i can understand feeling a little bit lost but then he goes you always know what to do well she clearly didn't know what to do when you were grappling with the bad guy (laughs) When she should have. <laughs> I feel like that's a bit of common sense. <laughs> or even just instinct. But okay. Sure. I would also like to leave off the fact that they try to leave it off with almost a a hopeful, where do we go now? And she kind of has a look on her face like, you know what? Anywhere. 
we can now go anywhere. We are completely free. We can do whatever. I'm sitting here thinking they're effed. <laughs> they're completely effed. They're three teenagers, <laughs> not even quite like graduate level. Like they, they're still in high school teenagers. <laughs> can they drive a boat? Can they sail? Can they fly a plane? Because <laughs> they're kind of on an island. Like I'm, they're in Britain. <laughs> like they're surrounded by ocean. <laughs> so if they're going to get to an area that they could potentially find more, far more rule with less chance of zombies, a zombie horde kind of coming up on them or somewhere that they could have enough land to farm and fortify. Um, they're probably not going to find too many options in heavily populated Britain, which means they would need to get away from said area. Also, Europe is heavily populated too. So they're going to have to go like way around. Well, Britain has rural areas though. There are some, yes. But also, do they know how to farm or rig up a generator or weld or build anything? Yeah. They're still screwed, but... <laughs> They're definitely screwed. <laughs> they are so aft. Plus, you know, they never establish it, but I do wonder, like, once everybody except them turns into zombies, if it's kind of like, uh, is it 28 Days Later, where it's like the zombies like kind of starve and they think that like they're all taken care of. Like, I wonder if it's like they don't really establish how often the zombies need to feed in order to stay yeah. alive. Or if they're almost like the walking dead where they should have decayed and rotted away enough to be dead completely. Or if they, um, again, like the walking dead, if they, go into like a hibernation type state and they become dormant until something edible comes up on them. <laughs> so hopefully not that because they would definitely be screwed. Oh, they'd be totally screwed <laughs> for sure. I could totally picture them being like, Oh, it looks dead. And then like the zombie coming up and like biting one of them. Yeah, no, no, I'm sorry. If we're in a zombie type situation, it looks dead is not acceptable. It's a make sure it's dead moment. <laughs> we're not going to guess that it's dead. We're going to make sure. <laughs> uh, well, you convinced me. I'm going to. <laughs> I will move it down to a three. <laughs> <laughs> Down from a 4.5. What now, guys? We did it. <laughs> uh, I talked her down on both this time, guys. Yep. You did. <laughs> well, okay. The first time was kind of like my own like self. Yeah. But, uh, but anyways, was there anything else you wanted to add before we wrap things up? I only wish this tea had some slight caffeine. Otherwise, it is really good. It's a like a really good morning tea. Good. Yeah, it's like, despite it being black tea, I wish it had more caffeine. Like that high, those high calf teas have done me in. Like I actually have to start weaning off of all of the caffeine so caffeine can be effective again. <laughs> like before 
tea was like my my like strong caffeinated drink but now like i have to have like not even one high calf tea does it anymore i have to have like two i'm just like no no this is this has gone too far (laughs) tolerance is uh a little too high at the moment yeah, but I, I found out that uh, if you just slowly decrease your caffeine intake uh, every couple of days, within a matter of a few weeks, your body will get back to a, a more normal state. So I'm going to give that a try. And that's so that's what I'm in the process of doing. Thank you. My only issue with like trying to get off caffeine is the caffeine headaches. Well, see, that's why brain and body are like, excuse you. <laughs> yeah. Well, from my understanding, that's if you cold turkey it. Yeah. But if you slowly decrease it, because uh, essentially caffeine mimics or takes the place of this one chemical in our brain. Like it's this chemical that makes us kind of like drowsy. And uh, caffeine is the same like molecule size. And so your body, as you drink caffeine, your body will... Uh, it... I forgot what it does that it makes you more tolerant to it. It like it it does something chemically to your brain to where it's like you either have more of the drowsy chemical and thus need more. Ca- I don't know, but anyways, you can look it up. That's what Google's for. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but anyways, uh, overall decent movie, a little forgettable, but something I would definitely. Um, watch every once in a while. Uh, I wish that they had done some things differently that would have made the movie a lot stronger and a lot more memorable. But uh, based off of what, looking at just what we have, I feel like it's pretty fun. Um, I would definitely recommend watching the short film. Uh, it Because it is, it's a, about a 17 minute long film. Uh, but because it has that shorter time frame punches a bit more or it it has a bit more of a punch uh to it so it it keeps your interest at least in my opinion a little bit better but anyways well oh man sorry <laughs> i don't know what i'm doing it's okay this is fine well <laughs> thank you for joining us today and please comment on what you guys thought of the movie If you'd like to recommend a movie and keep up to date with our content, you can find us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and and most places you listen to podcasts. You're going to have fun editing this. Oh, I'm going to keep it in. (laughs) Okay, guys. And if you'd like to support the podcast, please subscribe, like, and share our content. We also have a Teespring if you'd like to support us monetarily. And you can find all of the sites mentioned linked below. But until the next time, guys, stay safe and stay spoopy. Bye.